Insider with Parker Bennett. Welcome everybody to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast, the only one of its type and skill set in the Kamloops area. Anyways, I'm your host, Parker Bennett from Royal Page Western Realty, and I have two fine guests with me who are pretty regulars on the show. I think they've been on every episode. Philip Atison. Hello. And Alejandro Carroll. Hello. So we're just kind of like three parents that have kids in the exact same high school, and we're just kind of dwelling over recent events that took place <laughs> a couple of days ago with a pepper spray incident at the school, and we're kind of all sitting in a corner here trying to figure out how they made our kids lie down on the floor in <laughs> <laughs> in like a Columbine-type location. Mm. Somebody hit the red alert button. How do you feel about That's that? That's okay. Well, I actually was at the school the next day, and um, we're, we're talking about Valley View Secondary School. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was at the school the next day, and there were there were definitely some kids that were um, uh, disturbed, and there was other kids that it was just not even a big deal to. Another day you know? at school. Yeah. 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 So just to kind of back it up a little bit. We have, Ali's got a, a grade eighter. I got a grade eighter. You got a grade nine? Eight. Eight. Okay, we're all in grade eight. And, <laughs> and there was a lockdown procedure. Is that what it called? Was it a yeah, lockdown? Yeah, lockdown. It was, a, it was a safe and secure, something like it that. It started out as a safe and secure. So what happened was some kids showed up that weren't supposed to be at the school and the protocol is that they do a safe and secure, which is they lock the doors, everybody stays in their classroom. Mm. But then it escalated when a, a tear gas, was it tear gas? No, it was pepper spray. Pepper spray was released on the grounds of some sort. Yeah. And then it, it escalated to a lockdown where the procedure was that the, the teachers put the kids in a very secure area and like, I don't know about your kids, but m- mine was ordered to sit on the floor. Yeah. Lights out, sit on the floor, yep. don't say a word. Yep. Yeah. A little traumatic for a grade eight. Yes. Some of them. Yeah, for My some of them. My kid didn't seem to care. He just said, uh, the only problem is they didn't ha- let me have my cell phone. Right. He, that's yeah. the only thing he was worried about. But and see, I, my, <laughs> my daughter had her cell phone because she was texting me the whole time. <laughs> Perfect. Right. So mine, mine was instructed to leave your cell phone on the desk, and I told her, don't ever leave your cell phone on the desk again. <laughs> Take that thing with you yeah. <laughs> and turn it on yeah. silent. Well, you know, I, it was actually, well, it wasn't funny, but um, as my daughter was texting me, we're in lockdown. I'm like, no, you're not. It's just a practice. It's all good. She's like, uh, no, it's real. I'm like, babe, they have to make it out like it's real. Uh, no, mom, it's real. <laughs> right? <laughs> Whoops. Okay, so a little drama, but um, everything was good. Nobody was injured, and... They got to practice one more time. We got to practice, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got to do practice. We got yeah. to practice as parents receiving that text. That, yeah. See how the email. good how we're we going to react. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trying to keep but it cool. But you know what? Actually, I did talk to some of the kids, and they were on the field when it happened, and they, were, they could feel the effects of that pepper spray on the field. Really? Which is a substantial distance away from where it was actually re- released, apparently. Yeah, I don't doubt that that stuff is pretty potent. Isn't it tear gas? Isn't it the same stuff? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Anyway, okay. Okay, moving on. Uh, Real estate related items. Um, Stats in for the end of August. I know this is September 28th. 
and we're almost doing September stats, but we don't have those stats yet. No. Uh, what do we got? What's the median house price? Median house price for August 2018 is um, 467500 Okay. So that is um, up substantially from last year, August 2017, where it was 425000 It's a serious amount of increase. It is. However, it is down from July of this year. What was July's? July of this year was 472000 Was it that high? Yeah. I totally yeah. thought it was four sixty-five. Yeah. yeah. So we're down a little bit. Which is like, in the scheme of things, those little bumps and hiccups along the way, I don't think that really makes a big difference. But when it's consistently saying 465, 467, 470, yeah. and last year we were at 425, yeah. you're going to be pretty happy you're a homeowner in Kamloops this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's like, what, almost a billion dollars in sales so far in Kamloops? Something like that? Yeah. 900 million in 22. Wow. Wow. There are less houses for sale, though. Is there? Yep. Than there were last time, at, last year at this time. That's just a theme of 2018. Yeah. There's less, yeah, less available. Less inventory. Yep. I got stuff. You're looking for stuff. <laughs> Contact I got stuff. Parker. Yep. Um, today's topic is a very interesting one. It's a very... Controversial? It's, it's kind of controversial, and there's a lot of, dis- there's a lot of discussion around it's, it's, you know, whether we can do it or whether we can't do it. Um, like the most successful and the biggest transportation company in at least most countries, Canada being an exception because it's not really a wide, but what I'm talking about is Uber and Uber doesn't have any vehicles, right? Yeah. And when you move into like the retail business, like the most successful retail business is Amazon. They don't, they don't inventory any retail. Yeah. And in lodging and hospitality, we have a $40 billion company that doesn't own any rooms, right? Which is Airbnb. Yeah. Which is the largest um, of its type in short-term rental accommodations. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a couple other Airbnb. T- Isn't it interesting when when we were talking about this earlier, when like the 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 brand of a company overtakes its product. Yeah. Like the first thing that comes to mind is like Skidoo. When you think of like, you know, a snow machine, which is what it's really called, a lot of people refer them to as Skidoo, but Skidoo is a brand and it's only one type. And it may not even be the leading type, but at some point it overtook the name Skidoo, right? Yeah. And so that's what you refer to it as. That's what you refer to it as. So like Airbnb is just like a brand, a website, Mm-hmm. Um, a provider of these services of short-term rentals, but we just kind of refer to it as Airbnb all the time. Right. So everything is, but it's not. Yeah, there no there are a few other companies. There's uh, VRBO. There's um, Prop2Go in Kamloops. Okay. And then there's Home2Go. And there's Home and Away. Like, so there's a few. There's quite a few. Yeah. Home, no, no. Home, home Away. Yeah. Home Away. Yeah. But basically what we're talking about is... You renting your dwelling out, your house, your suite, your apartment, your strata complex out um, for in replacement of like a hotel room. So you advertise your unit um, given a dollar value and people have the options to rent your, rent your house. And so they just come in and stay a night at your house and then they leave. Yeah. And That's, you get to clean up. 
and you get to clean up. But you so, get to charge premium too. Mm-hmm. And and there's lots of Airbnb right now in Kamloops. We looked them up. Yeah. Right. So there's there's some active yeah. right now. There's like I think uh, there are sixty seven homes. Wow, in Kamloops right 67 now. Sixty seven homes in Kamloops right now. So there's Airbnb makes a claim that they have over two billion units available in like thirty five thousand locations. So it's a significant amount of yeah. inventory, right, for, yeah. for rentals. And I think from a business perspective, the the hotel industry is obviously not super excited about this because it cuts right into their market. It's cheaper, right? Like to go get a room at uh, the Coast Hotel tonight if you were to phone them up in Cantaloupe's, I don't know, I'm thinking 150 at least, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 300. 300 for a good room? Yeah. I would... Bet to you that one. And I'm not going to doubt you because you're in the hospitality business before. <laughs> so I'm going to take I'm going to take your word on it. Yeah. But what's the average What's the average price on Airbnb? Well, in Kamloops, looking at these, you're you're looking at about. Uh, like a hundred bucks. About a hundred dollars. Some are pretty low. Like this one right here. Well, but it's one room. Yeah. So you're looking at fifty bucks. Well, you're in a hotel. You only get one room. Well, yes, true. So let's say a hundred bucks. So it could be as much as like seventy five percent off. Yeah. How hard is it to use the system? Super easy. Seven All up. I did was put in. So I went to Airbnb Airbnb site. Yep. Put in where I wanted to be. Put in my dates, and there it is. And then the options pop up. That's yeah. So it shows you actually a map of where all the um, properties are located. And then if you want to look at any of those properties, you click on it and it will show you the house. Right. Um, Gives you the reviews. And the reviews are interesting. I read some reviews where, you know, people were like, it's a pretty dicey unit. Like it's not clean under the bed, you know, those types of things. But Mm -hmm. um, for the most part, I guess it's kind of nice that you can get in there and get an instant review. Yeah. Before you before you pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. You get rated too. You can be like a super host, or you can be. It depends on what kind of services you provide, or how good you are at what you do. You see that little little mark you have there on the right of the name. Right. That is some kind of tag that tells the people that are renting it that you have some kind of award for being a good host right. or being a good yeah. place to stay at. So you get rated, and the m- better rated you are, the more you right. you get there. Yeah, like that one says, super host. So right. when I, I did a mock kind of run through, like I was going to set up my chicken coop as a Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> of and, course you were. <laughs> and it said, like, one of the interesting things was you needed to write a little paragraph about what the experience was going to be like, which is a no-brainer at the chicken coop because you're, <laughs> you're going to be on the roost with some chickens, right? That's an experience. <laughs> But what's interesting, I think what Airbnb is trying to promote is that each house is going to have an experience, right? Like you're going to have something that's very unique, whereas a hotel may just be like, it's just a place to sleep for the night. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone's ever stayed at the Grizzly Inn in Bear Lake, but I had to spend the night there (coughs) a few nights ago on the way home from my my vacation at 2.30 in the morning trying to find a place to sleep. And I would have rated that minus 10 stars if I could. <laughs> the first room I ran into didn't have any sheets on the bed. 
<gasps> no. Which revealed very nasty oh. materials. Oh. But I don't want to give them a bad promote because they did show up at 2.30 in the morning when I phoned them together. I'm going to confess that that happens in the best places in the world. Well, this was... There are mistakes and they're okay. Okay. Oh, a mistake. Oops, I forgot to put the sheets on the bed. Like, yeah, well, oopsie. I tell you that I've witnessed several times in different places I worked with What about the pheromone? Things like that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at... at Four different properties, hotels. So I'm not going to say which ones. Huh. Are you going to tell me in confidence so I don't I go would. there? Okay. No, but, you know I what? I bet you it wasn't the Grizzly Inn in Bear Lake. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Population 10. 10. And that's I, when the rooms are full. I wouldn't stay in that one either. Anyways, I'll camp. Okay, so what are the problems with Airbnb? What's the problems unique to Kamloops? In as far as renting them? Yeah, like... Any one of us can go put our house on this site and we could legitly tomorrow have somebody staying at our house and making money. Yeah. Uh, legalities. Legalities. So in order to properly, and like if you look at a whole bunch of municipalities in BC, Richmond, Penticton, Kelowna, Vancouver, um, Tofino being a big one, they've they're starting to address the idea that Airbnb is for here. It's, it's going to stay. And so they're trying to work within parameters to make it legit. Because right now in Kamloops, if you're an RS1 zoned house and you're going to rent out your basement suite periodically on Airbnb, mm-hmm. you, you are not going to be conforming with municipal bylaws. You're not going to be conforming with business license regulations tax implications, insurance. I mean, there's a ton of stuff and I want to kind of get into each one of those items because in Richmond and Vancouver and Tofino, for just to give an example, they do have bylaw um, parameters for short-term rentals. Yeah. Yeah. And as I understand it, and if someone wants to correct me, I'm, I'm really excited about that because I want to know that where these locations are because I haven't yet to find them. But there are no zoning areas in Kamloops that allow for short-term rentals. So right out of the get, if you're going to have an Airbnb in Kamloops, good luck finding a location because they don't exist, mm-hmm. right? But other municipalities do have short-term rental areas that fall into the category that allow for short-term rentals. But but that's not the end of the story. There's other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Business license. Uh, well, can I add one more thing? Yeah, no, absolutely. So in regards to Vancouver, that all their little regulations, I, I don't know why I said little regulation, all the regulations that they have to, en- to enable the Airbnb um, are restrictive in order to protect the rental market. That in Vancouver is 0.8, uh, the vacancy rate. Right. And so they need to protect that in order for people to be able to find a place to rent long term. Right. Uh, in Kamloops, the vacancy rate is 1.1. 1. 1. Um, and of course, it, if you ever tried to rent a place in Kamloops, you realize how difficult it is. So I think here they have to address it the same way because people are going to have problems renting places if they start allowing right. Airbnb. Yeah. 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 So like in Vancouver, I know they have something about it. You, you, it has to be your primary residence. Yeah. 
like you, you legitly have to have your mail going to that residence. Yeah. It can't be your secondary residence. It legitly mm-hmm. has to be your primary residence. Yep. You have to live in the place more than half a year. Right. Um, I think it's 156 days. Okay. Um, Did you just do that in your head, Ellie? No. Calculate that. I actually looked it up. I was, was going <laughs> to say, that was good, girl. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's actually 185. That's what it is. I, was gonna, uh, I didn't want to correct you, but 150. Thank you. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. It's 185. Uh, it has to be a legal dwelling. So right. you can't actually rent the chicken coop. Sorry. <laughs> well, let's back up here a little bit. Like, <laughs> have yeah. you seen his chicken coop? Hang on. No, exactly. You, you can't be a non-conforming unit. Yes. And you have to have, and you have to get a, a short-term business license. Short-term business license. And, to operate um, a short-term business. If you live in a strata, which we, the strata needs to allow short-term rentals. Right. But I think that you've done a little bit of research and you realize that there's no strata properties that are doing Airbnb in Vancouver. I don't, I don't know that for certain, but that's the feeling I got when I spoke to some folks out that way, that the zoning area that was going to allow for Airbnb just happened to be in a more single family dwelling area. Now I could be totally wrong because I don't know that for a hundred percent. But I do know that in Kelowna, there is strata in the short-term areas. And, and that's a big weird thing because it, it was like a converted, it was a converted um, like vacation properties mm-hmm. that were converted into residential properties, yeah. but they still hold the zoning for, for short-term rentals. Yeah. Oh. So it's oh. really kind of oh, like, yeah, yeah. it works really good, right? Right. But, but the city is still kind of right there. I think there's a lot of heat from some of the hotels and stuff that, you know, they want this. Yeah. They want this sorted out, right? This hurts their business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The last requirement, which is kind of obvious, is if you are renting a place and you want to sublet it, you can, as long as your landlord says it's okay. Mm. And that poses an issue with tenancy agreement, because I know the tenancy agreement, like I could probably write it out on a piece of paper. There's nothing in there that says anything about short-term rentals. Now there is a sublease statement, and if you allow for sublease, if you get approval from your landlord to have sublease, that still doesn't let you do short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. But it has to uh, fulfill the other requirements. Right. So it's not, it, it just means don't be doing it without your landlord's permission. Okay, if, you're we, in, if you're fulfilling all the other requirements. We already know that there's 67, yeah. Yeah, 67. 67 units in Camels probably right yeah. now that are active that probably don't fall into the zoning regulation. Yeah. But let's say you're in Vancouver and you don't fall into the zoning, but your tenant decides, I'm going to sublease this as a short-term rental and make some money. I then, as a landlord, you find out, I wonder how complicated it is to fix that problem. Mm. Or if it's ever been addressed. Now, I get it. It's, it's, you're going to win as a landlord. But yeah. the time it takes to do that, your tenant could be you know, like profiting from your unit in such a way. Yeah. Until you go through the process. Yeah. Now I'll just back it up to the strata, the strata issues, because, um, condo homeowners association of BC, um, have, have recently changed one of their policies to allow stratas to fine. If, if that becomes in your bylaws up to a thousand dollars a day, 
if you're operating a short-term rental um, and it's not an approved bylaw in the strata rules. Thousand bucks a day per offense. So if you got a couple of units, thousand bucks each one per day. It doesn't really make it worth it, does it? Not the hundred dollars a day you're charging. <laughs> no, it doesn't, right? No, of course not. And I mean that's to protect the, you know, to protect the other homeowners mm -hmm. from from yeah. you know what potentially, you know what it's like in a hotel. Yeah. You have oh, a hockey yeah. team come in from out of town. Yeah. That's the floor you don't want to be on, or you don't want to be underneath them. Yeah. So, Absolutely. You know, you can only imagine if you had a big unit that allowed for twenty people, it was going to be a party house, and you were a neighbor. You probably don't want that to be a short-term rental next mm -hmm. door to you, right? Yeah. Um, I know there's insurance issues because we had a lovely insurance gal in here um, six, eight months ago that we we discussed very briefly about what the implications of your insurance were if you were operating a short-term rental business. Yeah. And I think the outcome of that was essentially that there there is no there's nothing in there that states that you're insured for a short-term rental. So if your house burns down because somebody was doing something silly in the house and it was being operated as a short-term rental, you could find yourself in an insurance mm -hmm. issue, right? Yeah. Um, fire code and building code. So l let's talk about the average single-family dwelling that has a non-conforming basement suite, which makes sense. If you rent it out for 800 bucks a month, but you can get a hundred bucks a day for it and you only got to rent it out 15 of the 30 days, you could make a lot more money running an Airbnb out of your basement suite than you would if you had a full-time rental yeah, resident, right. right? Yeah. Either one of those units, like either one of those people are, are somewhat breaking bylaws if it's non-conforming suite. Why not break a bylaw that's non-conforming short-term rental? Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. It's it's gonna put more money in your pocket and when you eventually when Camloops comes around to figuring out what they're gonna do with short term rentals, you could be ahead of the game significantly. Mm -hmm. But you're not advocating for that. Not advocating for anything. Just saying if it, if there's if there's profit there and there's more profit with less risk, someone's gonna do it. Someone's yeah. And I tried to look this up today to see if there was any Anything online that indicated that someone was fined from the city for operating a short-term rental, I couldn't find anything. That's a question we need oh, to ask yeah. our, our buddy at the city. Yep. Because that would be interesting is what that fine looks like. In, in Richmond, it's $1,000 a day per offense. Tofino's like 750 bucks, And Whistler's 1000 bucks. So, you know, I would, I would expect that we would be somewhere close to those numbers. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's in uh, if that's in the works yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a short-term rental problem in Camloops yet. Like I don't know if it affects our rental. You know, we have 67, but we have 35,000 dwellings in our property in in, in our mm -hmm. municipality. So what is that percentage-wise? Is not a very big chunk. No, it's not. Whereas in Vancouver, I bet you it is a significant portion of the. Remember, we looked at a map that showed where Airbnb lived in. Vancouver, mm -hmm. it showed like West Vancouver, it's yeah. almost inexistent. Yeah. The downtown core was the biggest chunk. That East Hastings area was, was, had a lot of Airbnb in it. And, uh, and Kitsilano. Yeah. Kitsilano, a big chunk. 
downtown being the biggest one. There. Yeah, being yeah, like close obviously. to downtown or, or close to the water, right? Yep. Have you guys ever stayed at an Airbnb? Yeah. Have you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. What was the experience like? It was good. Um, kids were in a tournament, so we just went down for the weekend, and I was just late on booking a hotel and couldn't find anything around that area for less than $400. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, we just booked into a suite. So the house was actually set up just to be um, rentals. So there was three separate rooms upstairs, and then the downstairs was an actual full suite, which was what we had. But wow. when you walked into the house, it was set up like a hotel reception. Wow. They had a, they had a reception desk, and they had a big foyer. And Where yeah, was this? That was in um, Surrey. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I did an attempt of booking. An attempt? Well, I booked it. Then I texted the guy or I messaged him because you don't really get informational because it was a confusion of there's one bed, but I also have a room with two beds and I'm trying to figure out. Right. So though that stuff I found a bit confusing. Then I went and canceled and I booked in a hotel for an extra $30 a night. Right. I haven't, I haven't used the, the service yet, but I'm, I'm like excited to try it. I kind of. If it's anything like my Uber experience when I first tried that, I was loving it. Like I just wanted to drive around with an Uber driver for a while. <laughs> I kind of got scared. I was like, I'm going to someone else's house. Yeah. It does feel a bit weird to be honest um, when you first do it. Yeah. But like with our um, my kids' hockey team, a ton of the parents go to Airbnb. They don't even book the hotels where we are. Right. And I think like as a country, we're always kind of late to explore new things. Mm. Like if you go to Europe and. Definitely in the States. They do stuff. They're just ahead of the game, right? Like, they're doing stuff a year in it before we get right. We get in on it. We're just rednecks up here. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> so I did read an interesting thing about a developer in Vancouver that was fined 24 grand for operating a multiple ring of non-conforming Airbnbs. 24,000 in total for his year, or do we know? It was fairly vague. It was one fine, 24 grand mm. in a main. I don't know how many units he had, but it, he was a developer, so I assume, and I won't give names because I don't know the, all the details, but I assume it was like a development property that may had not quite sold out or maybe had a bunch of oh, units yeah, in yeah. there. And Yeah, but so know, then 24,000, if he made 124,000, big deal, right? There. There was Cost a guy doing business. Yeah, exactly. Your overhead. There, there was a guy in um, in Vancouver that had a very large property. Like it could suit. I want to say nineteen people. Mm -hmm. I think it was nineteen people. Could be wrong about that. Mm -hmm. And his revenue was like a quarter of a million bucks for the year. Jeez. Now, huh. I can imagine this property was, if it could sleep 19 people, it was probably a pretty fancy house, like a pretty mm -hmm. big house anyways. Yeah. But what would it be like to throw another 250 on your mortgage every year? Yeah. Especially if you yeah. still had occupancy for yourself in there. Yeah. Great it's mortgage not, helper, hey? Yeah. <laughs> it's not going away. Mm -hmm. No. It's mm -hmm. definitely here to stay. Yeah. Um, Kamloops. So... If you're buying a property, and I do have clients that consistently ask me about um, short-term rentals, and I think I always kind of divert to the idea that, sure, if you can find the zoning for it, um, 
which to me doesn't exist. But but here's a question that we haven't really talked about yet. But what's the difference between running a short-term rental business as an Airbnb or a short-term rental business as a bed and breakfast? More personal. Uh, I know that the bed and breakfast owners need to be in the house providing a service, which it sounds like what is what they're doing in Vancouver, most of them, because they have to be their principal residents, right. unless they decide to go, I don't know, they work two weeks in, two weeks out, for example, right. and those two weeks they rent it out. I guess that's another option, but in bed and breakfast, you have to provide a breakfast that you make and you offer your client, your client or your... Every time I tried to find that in the city of Kamloops, it directed me to the page of home-based business. Right. So it's a question that I still need to answer, but that's as much as I found out. That's interesting. I think I could be wrong, but I would say in my stereotype of the idea of a bed and breakfast, I would typically think rural. Like I think, I think lake, riverfront, I think... Mm. Not always is it like downtown, but that's just me. That's just mm-hmm. how I see it, right? I think that depends on what city you're in as well, right? I'm no of Kamloops Breakfast B&B, uh, bed and breakfast, yep. that are in the middle of the city. And right. they have a little sign that says BC approved accommodation bed and breakfast. Right. So I don't... I, I, I can sell you one of those signs if you need one, by the way. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but there's also this B&B up in Sun Peaks, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that, that's another that's whole story place. right there because, like, a lot of Sun Peaks has, like, their own... They have their own bylaws up there for rental accommodations. Mm-hmm. And they're short-term rentals. Yeah. They are short-term rentals, but you're very restricted. You can't operate those short-term rentals by yourself. You're, like, you're... You have to conform into yeah. the, the municipality of Sun Peaks. Not all of them, but most of the new stuff that's being developed out there is all falling into that. The same as yeah. Big White, um, which is run a little differently, but it's very similar in that you're very restrictive in that you can't just go up there, buy a condo, and say, I'm going to start my own little rental business. You just can't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Airbnb, we need to solve that question. We need to know... If we can have an Airbnb in uh, Dallas on the river, if that falls into that short-term rental rule, regulation, what the city thinks of it, how do we get a license for it? Or if you have to just serve breakfast and get it approved, and then you have a bed and breakfast. I could see like the bed and breakfast world approving you with a business license. I guess that the process of getting a business license activates the zoning issues, right? So like when you go to get a business license, they're like, you're not zoned to operate a gas station at your house. So that's why you can't have a business license for this. Yes. You could still operate a gas station, but you may get shut down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you get a short term rental business license to operate your Airbnb, that's where they're going to catch that is at the zoning level. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, like, can you be approved without a license at the bed and breakfast level? No. Just because, you know, I don't really know. And maybe because you're at the house with them, like Mm -hmm. maybe you're very intimate and it's a very, it's not as transient as like a rental accommodation, like an Airbnb, you know, different car coming in every night, different people, different 
noise levels, different vehicles, different amount of vehicles, amount of kids, dogs, pets, whatever, right? But I believe that you can, um, when you enter all your information for Airbnb, that you can actually specify what kind of um, consumer you want, right? No, a non-party or a non-smoker, uh, whatever it is. Sure. Right? Like a couple, um, no kids, whatever. Yeah, but that doesn't mean like that's going to happen. Well, my brother runs an okay. Airbnb and one of his requisites is minimum five days. You can't rent it for a night. Right. Oh, yeah. You have to rent it for five days or, mo or, or more. Yeah. But so then if you're, you know, you're talking about being intimate and being there, if this is what it should be in your principal residence, uh, you live there. You're going to be there. Like if you're operating an Airbnb, mm -hmm. but yeah. it's, it's yeah. your basement. Yes. Yeah. That's fine, but you still have zoning issues. Mm. Yep. Unless your suite is conforming, but you're still going to have the short term. The short term rent. Yeah. 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 I don't think anyone really has the perfect handle on it yet, but they're, they're leading the way, you know, Vancouver, Richmond, Tofino, those guys are leading the way. And I think what's really happening is, is they're making it so expensive to get the business license and, and, you know, to get all the ducks in a row, your insurance is going to change and all this. It kind of doesn't make sense for just the average person to do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't, yeah. it's not a business really. Like you're, you're going to pay tax on you know, the portion that you make, you're going to pay this business license, you're going to have to babysit it and clean it up. And yeah. by the time, if you bring a rental management company in, you know, like, it's just not going to be the cash cow that it it's all cracked up to be at the end. Yeah. And that's where your hotels will still maintain, you know, their their niche in the, in the industry. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But I think if you're yeah. going to a place like Tofino, you're not just looking for a hotel. You're looking for a house or a unit that's very characteristically correct, and you're looking for an experience. An experience, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've left some questions to be answered for sure, one hundred percent. Yep, sure have. I'm going to appoint you guys to figure them all out. <laughs> all right, we're on it. Hey, Ali. Well, we're okay. going to call our friend in the municipality. Let's do it. Okay. Well, hey, good, uh, good podcast and uh, stay, stay tuned next time where we get the answers to the questions that we've arose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you.